my wife. Come on up, baby. Yep. Mandy is going to share the gospel with us, share our story. And um, I just want to pray over her. She's going to share our truth. I'm kidding. I hate that. That's a big. I want to pray over her. All right, Father, we just love Mandy, and we thank you for who you are in her life. We thank you because she's been consecrated to you. She has set herself aside for you, God, and we bless her now. I pray that you'll give her wisdom, a spirit of wisdom and revelation for her in this house, that we may all know you better. I pray that you would anoint her words and that they would have impact. I know that's really what she wants. She wants what she says here to make people's lives better and impact them, and I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. I've been told I have to be up here. Wow. They make it super hard. Okay. If I get a little rebellious, don't like, you know, buzz me or anything through the mic. <laughs> um, good morning. How are y'all? Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas. Right? Um. So it's going to be a little different, of course. Why wouldn't it be, right? Need lots of grace and mercy, as usual. Um, but, so everything changed as to what I was going to talk about. I don't know, you know, I said this before last time that I, I spoke. We knew well in advance when we were going to speak. Um, and so I've had something and I've studied something and then, Yesterday, I don't know what I was thinking, it being, maybe I didn't realize how close it was to Christmas that I was the one speaking, but there was no way that I could get up here and us not read the Christmas story, the birth of Christ. Like, there was just nothing else. And in fact, the best thing that I have to say today will be reading <laughs> the birth of Christ. There's just nothing better that I have to say, quite honestly. Um, so, gears have kind of shifted, however, I'm... I am going to share a testimony afterwards and and still share something the Lord's been stirring in my heart that I feel like the Lord has a word for us and for the just the global church and us today and even moving into this next season. So just bear with me, but I want you guys to go ahead and get out your phone um, or your Bible. Let's get our, our Bible open. We're going to um, read the Christmas story together. I want to pray before we do, but I'll tell you where to open up. Okay, let's open to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to actually start with the foretelling of Jesus' birth first. Um, we'll do Luke chapter 1, verse 26. That's where we're going to start, and then we'll move into chapter 2 after that. But my heart today, um, because, you know, if you've been a believer for any amount of time, then you know the Christmas story. You know the birth of Christ. You've heard it a dozen times at least. And it, it, it could lose its luster, just like even just our relationship with the Lord, if we're not careful. So I want us to pray because I'm believing the Lord to just renew a, a sense of wonder um, and awe and just regarding the, the story about his birth. Um, and so I want y'all just to agree with me, and let's just pray. Lord, we just honor you today. We thank you for the chief privilege of just being able to come into your presence. 
that here we stand, here we sit, here we come, week after week, day after day, and we get to enter into your presence regardless of how sinful we may be. And um, we thank you that that is because of your son, Jesus Christ. And we celebrate your birth today. We celebrate everything that your birth represents. We are so grateful for who you are in our lives and who you are to this world. And Lord, I pray that you would renew a sense of wonder. Lord, I pray that when we read through the scripture, scriptures that we've probably read a million times, that we've heard since even a lot of us since we were little, Lord, I pray that as we read through, though, things would jump out at us. Things would stir inside of us that haven't been stirred in a long time. We would awaken to the majestic, um, your majestic, um, how majestic you are, your majesty, how magical the story is, it truly is, and just how miraculous you are. And I pray that as we leave today, we would really leave having come face to face with the revelation that there is absolutely nothing impossible for you, God. And we honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're just going to, everybody take a deep breath. I'm taking a deep breath for us all. We're going to sit here, and we are going to read and savor this story together, okay? So I just want you to rest. I'm not going to rush through. Like I said, I really mean when I say this is the best thing I have to say today. So let's just enjoy the word. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at the statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and we will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Okay, (laughs) let's just stop right there. (laughs) An angel appears to a woman who's never had sex before in her entire life to tell her that not only is she going to conceive a child, but this child is actually going to be the savior of the world. Now, listen to how she responds. Mary said to the angel, oh, and let's just not gloss over the fact that it was an angel that, <laughs> that appeared to her, right? So an angel appears to you tells you you're going to have a baby even though you're a virgin. You've never had sex before. Oh, and by the way, you're going to name this son. You're going to have a son. You're going to name him Jesus, and he's going to be the savior of the world, just so you know, okay? And here's Mary's response, and I'd like to call because it's filled. This story has got to be filled with so many reverent responses, and that's what has stood out to me. This is her reverent response. 
Mary said to the angel, how, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's coming. How can this be since I am a virgin? That was a genuine, authentic question. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Okay. That's how. That's how. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. I would have, there would be a dozen questions going through my head at that moment, right? And by the way, behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who is called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. So not only you, but then also, you know, your relative Elizabeth, who's barren. She's never been able to conceive a child. Now she is. And actually, she's six months pregnant. (laughs) I wonder if she's thinking, man, what did I eat last night? But this is her reverent response. Sorry, I got ahead of myself earlier. And Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just unbelievable. The baby leapt in her, and then she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, this is what she did. She cried out with a loud voice and said, she prophesies, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how, was it ha- how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt or leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to, um, we'll skip to Luke 2. We're going to read verse 1 through 20, okay? Luke chapter 2, 1 through 20. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and family of David in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. 
But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with him with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, This is their reverent response. Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as had been told them. This is a pretty amazing story. And as I was going through, um, because I'd had a, I've recently had a stirring again of just, um, a stirring for just seeing the reverence of the Lord again. And, and as I was reading, I couldn't help but see that, that this reverence, which reverence is simply honor, respect, adoration, and that's the response. And, we, you know, it's so easy for us to go through and just read the story and think of it as a story. But if we were, you know, here today and an angel of the Lord appears before us, it, it, suddenly if we can put ourselves in those shoes, it takes on a totally different light. Like, okay, this is pretty unbelievable. And their responses are pretty unbelievable. And they're throughout. We know even with Joseph, uh, there was a struggle there at the beginning, but the Lord continued to appear to him and he even had a reverent response. And so I love this story. It's much more than a story because of course we know that then obviously Jesus grew and then ends up being the savior of the world and he's our savior today. But I want to kind of shift gears now into what I have been sensing and um, something that's been stirring in my heart for us and for the global church as well. And, um, and it's funny because I was reminded about how at the beginning of the year, I was reminded of a personal scripture and where the Lord gave me as well as our house, the Awaken Your Ask. And so we're going to revisit that. Um, you can go ahead, if you'd like, and open um, to Ephesians 3.20. But I want to share with you a testimony really quick. <sighs> Bear with me. I don't really want to go into too many details, or this could really go on forever. Um, so... I may, like Kyle said, <laughs> I may completely lose my winging at privileges after today, so I'm, I'm really sorry. But anyway, I'm just come out of the gate, <laughs> Jared and I were blessed with a minivan um, just 
yeah, this last week. And um, that is a huge, massive <laughs> blessing for our family. And so I just kind of want to backtrack and share with you because it'll lead us into what I have to um, say. But so we've, we have, um, I have three boys and there's five of us. We travel or we commute a lot. And, you know, I have an almost 15-year-old, an almost 12-year-old, and a two-and-a-half-year-old. So you've got the, you know, tall, thin Joe with the knees up to his, you know, like shoulders in the back seat, and we're all squinched. And I've got three boys, so it's lots of fun in the back seat, and it's rowdy. And um, our other car is a very small car. It's actually about to be Josiah's. Um, and uh, we love that car, though. It's a great car, Hyundai Elantra. I'll put a plug in for those if young people, they're the best cars, I'm telling you. Um, but then we also, about three years ago, had gotten, uh, we were at a position where we needed to, we had a 2000 Dodge Intrepid at the time, and it being an older car, we were at a position where we either made the decision to invest quite a bit of money into it or go ahead and get a different car, get a new car. I um, made the decision at that time, felt that it was the right time, um, sought the Lord regarding that decision, and we went ahead and purchased um, another car. Um, we went practical. We just went a step up. Just wanted a little be be a little more comfortable. Not much bigger, but just a little bit. I had my two older older children at that time. Fast forward that. Um, I'll save all the details regarding that situation, but um, we really felt like the timing. The, that we didn't feel like the timing was off when we went in to get a new car. Um, but I can definitely tell you now, looking back, we were not led forth by peace at the end of the day. Um, the cars switched at the very end of the night, like the car we were originally looking at and putting you know, putting a deal on um, in the very last minute. And we ended up getting into a vehicle that has had multiple recalls. I've almost had head-on collision. Like It's been not the best or safest car, but still I've been determined to ride it out. Um, knowing that the Lord watched over us because... Um, just because I felt like it was it was a decision I made, and I had even sought the Lord about getting a different vehicle, um, just as our family has grown, and I felt like the Lord. We were here; it was in worship one Sunday, and I felt like the Lord told me that um, you don't undo a bad decision by making another bad decision, and that was that was prior to the mid mark. And Jared and I. Being young, we've made some bad decisions when it comes to cars in our past. Just wanting something different and going into a car with negative equity. You guys know, you adults, and if you have cars. Um, and we have worked really hard not to do this again. <laughs> and so, um, but, so this, that decision was a really big decision for us. And you know, as, as families, as you lead your family, any decision that affects your family is a massive deal. Well, this was a really massive deal to me. Um, so for, well, two months after that, I got pregnant, surprisingly, <laughs> just two months after purchasing that practical car, <laughs> okay? So we're in the car now at this point, and, um, and the Lord's told me I felt like I wasn't to do anything, even uh, leading up to, before we even got to the midpoint of having owned that car. And then recently... Again, because we're always evaluating the situation. <laughs> um, you would too every day if 
if you rode in the car with three rowdy boys, trust me, you'd be like, can we do this, Lord? Can we not? But we, we continue to just, you know, every once in a while revisit the conversation with the Lord. And recently, I'm still just not, not sure and just determining we would just write it out. Recently, I was actually at Thanksgiving. I was at my in-laws house and um, there was a plaque or a, a thing on the wall and it said grace is getting the things you don't deserve and mercy is not getting the things you deserve and the mercy part really stood out to me I know we've I, I've heard that before but I really just like it really stood out to me and I really pondered on it and pondered on the mercy part well, that, that was about it. I just really paid attention to it because it just, the Lord highlighted it to me. Well, I believe it was that next Sunday or so, we, I was back there in worship and I felt like the Lord brought it up to me to ask to pray for grace and mercy for a minivan, but, but specifically mercy in regards to the Kia, the car that we were currently in. And so I did. And I don't know, um, several of you, we prayed together, and we got in a group. I know Debbie was one of them. And, um, and you know, anytime you get together in a group and you're praying, you, everyone else is giving really spiritual <laughs> reasons to, for us to be praying. And I typically, I'm, I would like to think that I'm normally in that group. But this day, and I remember feeling so silly, but this day I felt like I was supposed to actually be vulnerable with the group and transparent and tell them that I wanted to pray for a minivan. And I told them I specifically was praying for grace and mercy. And um, so we did, and they were wonderful and, and believed with me. And within two weeks, we were blessed with a minivan. And um, it, is, it was through an extravagant act of generosity and um, the Lord doing and making that happen for us. And when I tell you every detail of us just being able to step into this van, get out from the other car, um, every bit of it has been magical for us. Um, I think the entire time throughout the thing, Jared and I both were like, we feel good about it. Like we were making sure we were led forth by peace because that's something lately I just was like, okay, all the way up until the end, even afterwards, we were still making for, making sure we were led forth by peace. And um, our salesman was even named Jesus. <laughs> it was Jesus. But hey, his mom <laughs> named him after Jesus. So um, it was really cool. It, it was a beautiful, um, a beautiful experience that we are so grateful for. And um, this obviously is not about a minivan, but I, I was reminded, uh, I was reminded for three years, I really believed because there was that two month difference, like, man, Lord, just two months. Like, I guess I, I missed your timing on that for three years. I've been believing that I missed the Lord's timing. I got ahead of him and that getting ahead of the Lord or getting behind the Lord and not being in step with the Lord is a really big deal to me. It's actually something that I feel like is a, um, like a, um, uh, what's the word? Sorry. Um, I actually feel like anointed in that area to be in, like to have the Lord's timing. That's actually something very unique. And so for 
this time I really felt like, man, I got ahead of the Lord and it affected my entire family. Like I made a mistake. Sorry. I've been feeling good. This, I cry every time I'm up here. Kyle's smiling, laughing, whatever. He's like, Mandy, you don't have to feel bad. <laughs> you cry anyway. Anyway, um, and so, but it was really neat because after this incredible um, process, just the past two weeks, um, the Lord had me revisit that. And he revealed I believe that he's revealed to me that actually I wasn't out of his timing. I just didn't think big enough. And, you know, my husband is the only one with a full-time job. I stay home and I homeschool the kids and stuff. And so I'm used to being on a straight budget. You know, you know, if y'all have made the sacrifice, which I know many people have or do, it's real easy to get caught up in that practical like you're just being practical. You're being tight. You're used to living in that place for really, you know, and that and it there's so much blessing in that and it's a wonderful thing. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um but the the danger is that is that then you could actually miss or you could you could begin to think smaller. And the Lord has been speaking to me and stirring this this thing in me for us, for all of us here, that a kingdom mindset is extravagant. When I set out to think about this, I'm thinking about how large and massive and good our Father is. And it's so hard. Mentally, we can't comprehend it. It really requires a supernatural like faith for us to even be able to comprehend how grand and majestic and good the Father is and how big his plans are for us. And I and I sense that for all of I sense that for this house. I sense that for your families. I sense that for all of us. And so um I, Ephesians 3.20 was the scripture the Lord gave me at the beginning of the year. And it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. I really wasn't a fan of that scripture either. And yet that's the one that I felt like he gave me for, my, for the year. <laughs> or just at that, season, that time in my life this year, at the beginning of the year. Just because we hear it a lot. And sometimes I get kind of jaded or like, eh, I hear it so much that I don't really, I, it loses its luster to me personally. So I really had to like get alone with the Lord in regards to that scripture. But that word infinite stood out to me, which means immeasurably or inconceivably great or extensive and subject to no limitation or external determination. It's bottomless, it's boundless. It's endless, it's fathomless, illimitable. <laughs> and so as I was thinking about our Lord, thinking about God, and thinking about in the beginning, think about this is the reason why we need to think big because it is who he is. Think about in the beginning, the things that he created from light to the atmosphere, to the animals, to us, the grains of sand, the hairs on our head. Think about the things that he created you can't count them. They're actually immeasurable. That's how great and how grand our Father is. And at the beginning of the year, we started with the Awaken or Ask, which, by the way, I don't 
how many of you were here for the awakener? You ask. Did any of the things that you put on there? Did you see them? Have you seen them to this to this day? Um, fulfilled. I have too as well. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, the Lord has reminded me of that, and I feel like we are to continue to move forward in believing and and stepping into that. Um, and I think we really need to pray and ask Him to have His um, really just to to stretch and expand. I believe Jared even said in a. Um, a couple of months ago, he said that I think our faith were, was meant to expand. Um, our thinking, we have to think bigger. We have to dream big. You can't know him and not dream big and think big. And it's okay for us to have a wealthy mindset. It's okay for us to be wealthy. And wealthy is not just financial, but it also doesn't exclude finance. Okay. It doesn't exclude finance. And so I don't even know if this is where I want to land, but I guess I'm just going to go ahead and have a stand. It's 12 o'clock, so we might as well. There was a stirring last Sunday, I know for me personally, and I felt like um, for us, I'm believing the Lord for the miraculous. So I want to ask you, I want to say, um, I just want to ask you, what do you believe in the Lord for? What, this is a miracle working guide. Yeah. He said that nothing is impossible for him. And so I want to ask you, what are you believing the Lord for? It should be very massive and big. And you actually should believing, be believing for greater things than you were believing for this time last year. It actually should be expanding, okay? Um, and so I know what I'm believing for. Um, I want to I have us to just kind of, I want you to find someone, and I want us to pray, and I want you to share. I want you to be brave and share what you're believing the Lord for, and I want it to be big. And the other person, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with believing for smaller things or just things in general. If it's not big enough, other person, say something. No, I want, I'm actually asking us to share the big thing. What is the, what's a big, massive, impossible thing? It's only possible with God, like resurrection. What's something we are believing the Lord for, okay? Do you understand the assignment? It has to be big bigger than you. All right. So I want you to find someone in the room. We're just going to take a couple minutes. We're going to pray and we'll come back together because I got to do one more thing.